0: Hey, what up, losers? Hey, guys. I'm Ken Fresno. Oh,
1: God. That's not the way I wanted to start this. He's Ken Fresno. Um, and you are? I'm, oh, I'm Emmanuel Rodriguez, the actor who plays Royce Lopez on Revenge of the Sis.
0: And boy, do we have a special surprise in store for our patrons.
1: Worst kept secret, by the way. Everyone knew, because we gave it away, basically. I know.
0: We gave it away. it away. But
1: anyway, we interviewed Jim Brewer, and got to tell you, that was... That was a
0: blast.
1: Fuck, dude. You guys are about to see it, but, I mean, we had a lot of fun. Jim rules, and I just wanted to say beforehand, look, hey, check out his Patreon, his Patreon rules. The guy is hilarious. Um, I'm going to have the link in the description of the video, but. Uh,
0: that was the that was the most fun I've ever had in an hour with my pants on. I'm just kidding. I don't have pants on.
1: Patreon.com, Jim Brewer comedy specials, where you want to go. Uh, yeah, he's great. So, yeah, this will probably be on our Patreon for, like, a month.
0: And great then, description. We had Jim Brewer on. He was funny, guys.
1: He was he was very
0: funny. Shocking. Hey guys, I'm going to shock you. This interview is going to be funny. We are the
1: people, I will say this, the first people to ever get Jim Brewer to do a Grady Judd impression.
0: That is that is true.
1: No one's done that. that so we true. got that. But now he was he was he was fucking great. Um so yeah, check out the interview and uh tell us how much we suck, I guess, right? All right, cool. Yeah. Fro- Frozen, say, give them a countdown.
0: Oh, and Three, I... Three,
1: would... two, one. Forget it. it Merch, go ahead and say it.
0: No, I was just going to say, and uh, hey, to all you Velvet Rope members, mm-hmm. all you non-poors, make sure you rub this in the poor people's faces.
1: Oh, yeah, let them know how good it was.
0: Let them know they lost a show this week. You got bonus content.
1: And, and Frozen, do the countdown again, but start at 21.
0: And say it in uh, Chinese. Go. 21.
1: That's, 20. That's, that's, that's just jingrish. Just, <laughs> just do it at three. <sighs> three, two, one.
2: What's going on? All right. <laughs> now we're talking.
1: What's up, man? How well, you doing?
2: Welcome. Well, I got two of you. What's going on, you it,
1: guys? It's two of us, right? Isn't that crazy? Yes. It's easier. That? We did get to do half the work
0: of uh, on our show then. I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. So well, how do we want to kick this off? Yeah, I mean, well, I, we're not honestly. We're just not used to pre-recording. We to do, we, we, we always do live. shit live on the fly. So I'm like, usually people are already listening, and then I'm like, oh, and here he is. And then, you know, we're just going to pre-record all that. So it's yeah. like, oh, hey, <laughs> what's going on?
1: What's up, man? Thanks for doing, <laughs> thanks for doing this, dude. We really appreciate
0: it. The, this I have to say right off the jump is um, we. This is another bucket list one, right? Yeah, absolutely. We've had a we've had a banner year over here, so I'm kind of pumped about this.
1: Yeah, man. We're, we're big fans. Been for a long time. Don't
2: get too excited. I might suck. This is a lot of pressure.
0: I've have, I have never, ever in 20 years seen you suck on the radio or on broadcast, sir. <laughs> and that goes back to, uh, uh, I was thinking of this the other day when you told me yeah. Brewer was coming on. I was thinking all the way back to, and I don't know if you remember this, Jim. Um, Opie and Anthony back in WNEW, there was a guy named Larry that called in and it claimed to murder somebody and it was a whole thing for a whole weekend they made they made national news media this squirrely guy called in and was huh. like yeah I was involved in a, a murder and blah 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 and it literally ended with the NYPD going at that guy's house and you just happened to be in the studio that day and you made that bit you made that bit cuz they were just kind of playing good cop the whole time with this guy and you were just imitating him <laughs> For like four hours straight, and it was the fun... I love that I'm telling you a bit you don't even remember. You might need to look up Opie and Anthony, uh, Larry the murderer, because you'll hear your own voice on there, and it's the funniest shit. I was thinking back to that the other day. I'm like, that's still one of my favorite bits, man.
2: That's so weird. I, I can honestly say, I don't know if it's my age or mm-hmm. from uh, cells that were fried in the past, I do not remember that Oh Man, that
0: was such a funny bit, man. I, I just... <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I think a little bit more. I mean, I we the same thing happens to us all the time. I think yeah. people will always go, "Look, like, dude, I loved it when you said blah blah blah," and I'm like, "I said that? Yeah, that's pretty funny, actually." Right.
2: <laughs> well, that show, man, that 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 was a game changer. That was, um, I mean, there were big radio shows before, but those guys, they took it to a whole new level. It was, um, you know, what I owe them, I owe them a lot of credit. Um, it's funny we just talked about yes same thing yesterday where they came up again opie and anthony where those guys made me feel super creative for just being who i was which is really just a fabricated storyteller at the end of the day (laughs) a very good
0: storyteller though i gotta say Ah, but thank you Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah
1: yeah but yeah man it's it was uh it's it's funny because um I, I saw I saw what you were, you know, what you were doing, you know. And that's that's the reason I was like, I we got it. First off, we're in Florida. So uh, uh Oh, where are you? We're in Orlando, Central Florida.
2: Oh, I'm in Sarasota right now.
1: Oh, yeah, there you go. So you're in Sarasota.
2: Well, you're in Sarasota, Sarasota tonight, right? You're doing the show. Yeah, I'm in Sarasota tonight, then head to Tampa tomorrow, and then I'll probably rebook these, I don't know, next month sometime in February or something like that.
1: Yeah, but you're, you're not, now you're a Florida guy, so congratulations. So you're, you know, thank you. I
2: love it. It's, it's pretty cool here, refugees.
1: right? It's pretty
0: cool.
2: It's amazing. Yeah. I don't feel this is what this is what um, I didn't realize I was missing for a long time. Mm-hmm. The persona is you come here and and um, you know you 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 retire and then you go on the beach and you get ready to die or you join a club or whatever, and that's fine. But what I got out of here is a the freedom of really not worrying about is there going to be a mandate are they going to force my kid to get vaccinated are they going to force my kid to wear a mask every day at school every day and this is going to turn into another depression are we are the taxes going up or this thing what are they going to do they're going to go it, it alleviates all that and as much as most people don't realize it's such a burden and such a stress. I was just up in Syracuse and they're all just scared to death right now because they don't know where they're going. Oh, they're putting mask mandates on Monday, which is ludicrous too because I was there on a Friday and they're like, listen, this is so serious that we're going to put masks on everyone starting after the weekend on Monday. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Okay. Oh, at least they have our our lives in their best effort of livelihood so with that said where I'm at alleviates so much of that the other thing I'm an outdoor person I love nature I love it it's the only place where I find complete serenity and complete uh, complete peace and just being able to go outside and even just ride a bike. It sounds corny, but just to get on a bike. I'm not talking with the spandex and you know my my hat. That's for I'm talking just eight years old. I'm watching an egret for ten minutes. The peace of mind and just the peace I have in Florida. The warmth. Everyone's down here pretty much for the same reason. And if you already lived here, they all is you know I. You know, people say, Oh, you know, there's areas that are redneck. No kidding. I mean, you ever been to half the areas in Jersey? It's no different. Yeah,
0: it's it's just, they've a different never accent. they've never been to South Jersey or upstate New York. Like there's plenty of Yeah, ex- yeah exactly.
2: It's, it's just a different accent, you banana. Yeah. It's, so well, I love Florida, uh, Florida.
1: Florida's cool because it's like it's like three different states in one. Like if you're like in South Florida, you know, you I'm Cuban so you get that's where I'm from originally. So you get you get a lot of like, you know, a lot of Cubans and all that stuff. But then you go up a little higher, then you have like, you know, all the Jewish people live in Boca Raton. Then you go up a little higher to Central Florida, that's tourist town. And then when you're up in Ocala or Pensacola, yeah, you're that's those are rednecks.
0: Mhm. No, and it's everyone,
1: right. so everyone's, it everyone's coexisting. Everyone coexists be- here because, regardless of what you are, what you believe, the one thing I love about Florida, even though, you know, listen, I'm Florida my whole life. So they've been making fun of Florida since I was a kid. Oh, a Florida man? Oh, look at all these dumb people in Florida. And now I'm going there laughing at these people walking into restaurants with like three masks and going, I need five boosters or you're going to kill my grandma. I'm like, huh? I'll take my meth alligators. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> I, I got I got to say too you're going to get very very close to uh like uh, cuz I'm like you I'm a Long Island boy uh and yeah. then uh, I made it out to Florida phew, damn going on 15 years ago and I've been all over Florida and I'm just warning you now the Florida man thing does slowly take over your life like in an awesome way like I'm I swear to god now I got my concealed carry I'm rocking flowered shirts with a gun underneath you're going to get there I'm telling you <laughs>
2: I wear my gun to Publix um, now.
0: It's just a Florida thing.
2: I'm not too far away from it. I'm not gonna, <laughs> what's, what's 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 more fun to think about? My wife is the one that's more into it. My wife is nice. the one going. I need my Florida carry. Like I need a Like I I gotta get my gun. I gotta take our kids shoot. And I'm like, oh my god, who is this woman? And, his and, his and pro
0: tip for her too, she doesn't need a concealed carry as long as it stays in the house or the glove box. Just throwing that out there. You can have it. As That's late. right. You can have it in the glove box of the house anytime. No permit. I love this. It state. is
1: kind of cool because we're. I'm in Polk County, which has Grady Judd. And Grady Judd, famously during the riots, was the one that was all over the media because he was like, look, man, this is Florida. If someone walks in your door, you shoot
2: them right out. Yeah. He said shoot them Wait, across the was street. Was that the guy who did this? He took out the he took out like pictures and he goes, Yes, this here. Yeah, that's the guy. This is called, this is called a riot. This is called burning things down, being violent. It's called a riot. This here, this is a peaceful protest. <laughs> he, he, this is a riot. Now I don't know what the rest of the country and your mass media is trying to portray. What a what a peaceful protest is. But if you come to Florida and you do this, you're okay. If you come here, you will be arrested for at least a year. <laughs> He's always we love him because he always he
1: always comes out with his pictures. Like every time he goes up. A-
0: he is this is one of my favorite things, because he does a press conference daily. Yeah. And my favorite thing about him is in most places they'll they won't really like people don't want to jump the gun on anything. Yeah. When somebody's right. been arrested, you're like, Well, we arrested him and we're gonna let the DA come up. This dude will go on TV and go, This is Marcus Jacobs. He drove here to have sex with with a six-year-old child. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> this guy, Mark Jacobs, likes to have sex with children. And you're like, Jesus, dude. Like, he does not now, let you slip through the cracks, man. You're like, that, oh, <laughs> shit, dude. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Now, I'm fired.
2: Now, we caught him. <laughs> and my only regret was that we didn't get to put 180 holes in him. <laughs> My only regret was he came (laughs) out with his hands up. But this coward who likes to stick it in an eight-year-old child. unfortunately has to go through the system and waste our money. But still, he does oh, say that. Oh, I wish that. he had a pistol. We were aiming. But he does <laughs> I say
0: I that. You're doing it as if He really does say He's like so awesome. And my only I, regret I, I'm is that he him. peacefully surrendered. And I'm like, Jesus, dude, I don't
1: think you can <laughs> say that. They did unload on a guy that was trying to hit him with their car. Remember, they all unloaded. It
0: was like 47 rounds yeah. into a car. <laughs> look, and I'm like,
1: sorry. He tra- Look, he came at us in an aggressive manner. The
0: guy got one shot off at deputies. And it was over. Game over.
1: It was game over here.
0: And we what live in a rural area, so they don't mind just unloading
2: because they're like, nah, no, we're out in the country." He said that. He said that during the riots too. He's like, "Now, if you decide Antifa for whoever, and you're going to go into my neighborhoods, I've deputized everyone <laughs> yes, that's in my right. county, he did say that. and they it. may use." And I told them, "Use your weapons to <laughs> defend." So if you go in these neighborhoods, do know they all got guns, and I'm allowing them to use it. Well, guess what? Florida didn't have any problems. Yeah, we yeah. were
1: fine. We, we were we were like immediately. We were totally fine. You know, a you, little riff I, raff started, but they ended it right away. And
0: I remember that because then I started walking around in a child's plastic sheriff's badge, and I was going down to the laundry room <laughs> in my apartment <laughs> complex. And I was like, listen, I'm a deputy now. We don't want teenagers hanging out of here at night. You guys keep fucking breaking the machines.
1: Get <laughs> out. out of here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sorry about that. No, you're good. Merce is menacingly flipping a quarter.
0: Yeah, you know? walking around dressed like Raylan Givens. <laughs> <laughs> of oh, fuck.
1: Yeah, man, but I mean, that's that's funny because, you know, when, when we – because, you know, we cover – that we do a show every day, so we cover all this stuff all the time, all the crazy vaccine stuff. And I remember when it first started, we said on our show, we're like, two weeks to flatten the curve. I go, yeah. Talk to me in two years, because this is not gonna end. And it never does, right? It it, it never ends. They they there's a new mass mandate going on right now, again, I think in New York, again and in LA again. But um the when when you went out there and you you said, Look, I'm not gonna do any shows where they make people get vaccinated, man. I saw how many people got so mad mm-hmm. because they don't like anybody questioning their authority. They hate it.
0: My yeah, my thing was I was amazed at how quickly how And it, this isn't the first time I've seen it, but just when you go on Twitter, it's like I was able to tell who thought Jim Brewer was funny or who didn't by whether or not they had their pronouns in their bio. <laughs> it's all based on <laughs> politics now. So it was literally all of a sudden a wave of people going, fuck Jim Brewer, he was never funny, that fucking piece of shit, he's dead to me. When, I've never laughed at Jim Brewer, fuck him. And you're going... Come on, man! Now you're just now you're just lying. You're just
2: feeding into the algorithm, man. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> well, I'll be dead honest with you. Uh, I never looked at any of it. It was really, I, and my, that's my hand to God. So the only, the only thing I would have other people go, Yo, Keith Oberman's an asshole, and I went, Well, no kidding. Everyone's known that a long time. The guys like. He's soulless and he's yeah. zero. He'll sell his child as long as he gets a, a, another paycheck. That guy is clearly just taking vanity and going, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, he's a, he's oh, give me more, more attention, more vanity. <sighs> you know, if, if tomorrow I tell him, Hey, Ken Oberman, you got it. You're, you're now going to have to sell, uh, you know, uh, murdering people. Oh, okay. I'll figure it out. I mean, so, when people like him or anyone say anything, I can't I know their world. Um, I know their what their job is, I know what their characters are, I know, I know the system, and that bothers them even more. And they say the the most unthought, unthoughtful stuff. See, we're in a period of time where just because you scream it and you tweet it. Uh, they think they're right oh, yeah. um so like for instance you know i i i don't even know i put something up and uh i don't know where wherever it was my friend said dude you're hot on twitter right now I said i don't even go on twitter what i don't. no it's like a big so what do you what are they what are they debating about what's going on oh but and he sent me a little piece that just You know, it said, like, Jim won't play vaccinate places. And then, you know, some woman says, amazing how science is fine as long as it helps his wife with cancer, but not (coughs) when protecting his his audience. Jesus Christ. I did see that tweet, too. That's where humanity is, where someone will sit there and go, first of all, it has nothing to do with science. Second of all, it has nothing to do with protection, where everyone loses their common sense because they believe what they see, what they read, what the tweet is, uh, wh- what Dan Rather whoever their, their favorite person is. What they don't realize is everything being sold to them is th- it's not their fault. It's just this is such a clown show. And they don't even know they're in the middle of it. To say, oh, well, the sorry has nothing to do with science. I'm telling you, I know rock stars. Just look at my history, mm-hmm. who I've been around, who maybe I've done music with, who I've been around. This has nothing to do with health, it has to do with money. Money, My, when I have when I have people say you know they want us to tour but they want to vaccinate the whole entire crew and I go well why well because insurance and promoters all right so it's not right there you just you're not about health it's the money mm-hmm. you're about money is. so you're gonna you're gonna perform knowing you're gonna force people. And that's on you. That's OK. If you convince yourself it's about health, if you truly believe it's about health, then God all for you. But don't pretend this is about health and don't go on the on the soapbox saying we're saving lives and, and, and people like this woman going, oh, he doesn't care about. Pre-. No, I am protecting my audience because a woman like that, I want her to talk to my friend Alex right to his face and say, oh, vaccines are efficient. Tell him to his face whose daughter was paralyzed the next morning when she woke up as a child during the swine flu. Stick that science up your ass because you're small-minded. You're small-minded. You don't have a thought process. Tell my friend Lou, who after... He swears on his life his child was normal until a certain amount of vaccines, and his child became autistic in front of his eyes. Well, He's that, never ran his family. That's the and, same and thing two with other us. people, dude. I know the comedy club owner in New Jersey. His daughter is having operations. These aren't these, aren't these? This is real <laughs> life. And what's what the crazy part is operations to the point they thought it was cancer after she got the shot. And they clearly told her at Sloan Kettering. That's from the shot. But if we say something, that people would come and they'll take our license, and we must be very careful, dude. I am protecting my audience.
0: Well, they also they also say it's we're saving lives. They want to save lives. They don't want to lose any lives, but. They seem so gleeful every time an unvaccinated person dies. They can't wait to throw that on the front page and do a victory lap, and they're like, look at that, another uh, uh, local AM host and pastor who didn't want to get vaccinated. Guess what? He's fucking dead now, stupid idiot. And everybody's, like, clapping, like, seals on fucking Twitter, and you're like, okay, so then it's also not about saving lives, right? Then we don't
2: care. We just don't care. Listen, um, my friend right now... Um, I was supposed to fly back to New Jersey on Friday because we were going to have our neighborhood and family party with the, this group of like we're brothers and sisters. And they sent me a thing today. Now, he's fully vaccinated. He's got he's call sick as a dog. Last week, uh, my friend Tommy, he's vaccinated, sick as a dog. I know six people fully vaccinated. So this is where I just, okay, so the sales pitch is if you get vaccinated, that was the first sales pitch. You get vaccinated, you'll be safe. Oh, okay. All right. You might get it, but you might not get it as bad. Maybe you need a booster. Oh, okay. Okay. If, if, if you get it and it's really bad, it's because it's a breakthrough variant. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, we got another shot coming. Okay. Okay. Well, this new Omicron—it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated. Oh, okay. Well, that is the power of mind control. There's no thought process. We've been trained in the matrix since we were children, and that's where we're at. You're either going to wake up or not. And if you don't wake up, I'm not mad at them. They do need love. They need affection. It's mm-hmm. like it's like dealing with a a, a senile lady. It's like, hi, grand. How you doing today? Hey, hey. The unvaccinated is going to kill us. I know. Shh, shh. Let's watch your favorite channel. again. Okay. But, but uh, people are dying. I know. I, know. Okay. I love you. Well,
1: it's funny because we talk about it on the show. It's like, look, the government's always done shady shit. Like, we know. Oh, know.
0: name five times they've done shady <laughs> shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the government's always done shady shit. But at least back in the day, they used to have the common courtesy to lie to us. Like, they don't even do that anymore. They're t- Now they're just doing the, like, yeah. And what are you gonna do
0: about it? Take it, or you're going to the fucking camps. I don't have time for this shit. I got no more patience. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, sorry, Jesus. sorry. Listen, we, th- we, when fucking Fauci's on on the news saying things like "my patience is running thin," I'm like, I don't give a fuck what you think. Yeah, at
0: least when they passed the Patriot Act yeah. into, like, you know, back in 2001 to 2003, at least the Muslims were on TV. They were scary. Right. Like I was way more scared of Muslim terrorists back then than I'm afraid of COVID now. So we fell for it, but now it's like COVID's not that deadly and they're like no we need to spend trillions of dollars and just fly this economy into the fucking ground and I'm like what if we didn't do that though? But, we ha- but
1: now we have a bunch of new billionaires that would have never been billionaires if this didn't happen so there's that. And we're
0: going to have a trillionaire
2: soon so that's cool. Unfortunately um, there, there needs to be answers because people can talk about it all they want This is not stopping, and it has nothing to do with, really, in my opinion, this is a full-blown takeover.
1: Oh, yeah. And, you know,
2: I have certain people that say, oh, you're crazy, you're this, and why would they want to do it? Why does anyone want power? Why does anyone want another $10 million? Why does anyone want $100 million? Why does anyone want five, six homes? Why does anyone want to be uh, the ward for the top CEO? Why? Because of power, vanity, and ego it's been the demise of humanity since the beginning of time and right now they're just they're going for the purge that's how i see it this is um and it's brilliant um, i i hate giving them credit but the power of fear has existed since the beginning of time and today's no different right back from the roman empire i was in rome and went wow the power of fear gee good lord they can make you do anything
1: well it's like what somebody said which i thought was very funny it's like you know, what's the difference with the United States falling apart and when Rome burned and somebody goes, at least Rome had
2: good roads. It's like, <laughs> oh, that's a very good point. At least they had good roads. <laughs> so there, there has to now come a solution. You know, we've, we've been talking about it way too much now. What is the solution? And for me, the solution has been, like I said, all the way back to your question, um, I, that's been the greatest thing that I've done in, for myself I have a peace of mind. Um, I don't need to be in places that insist on being vaccinated and all that. I I just don't need to be there. People want to laugh everywhere. And um, if they feel safe and free enough and, you know, what is – I I don't – and when you become a society where if you just throw an idea out or you make a statement and everyone does a pile of of madness, what you're teaching everyone, when you go Twitter – Think about this. What do you do? You, you insult. You judge. You, you have no respect for yourself or others. You're reckless in your words and your thoughts. Would you teach your child to be that way? I don't know everyone that would teach their children to be that way. But this is what brainwashing has done to grown adults that have doctor degrees, master's degrees. They've become demonic, savage animals that you would never want to spend time with.
1: But you're right. And, and you know, a lot of people, because we talk about that, too, and a lot of people go, oh, demonic? What are you, crazy? I'm like, is there another word to describe it? Like... When, when, when what you, else is there right when you want to control we talk about this in the show a lot it's like when 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 you feel the need that I need to control everybody else's child. Mm. I need to make sure that I'm the Pied Piper, that I'm I'm the one telling you, wear a mask. You know, wear a mask and kid, here you go. Here you go, kid that COVID wouldn't do anything to. Take a shot. And then, you know what they do? It's what they do all the time. They'll start normalizing. Articles will be like, oh, it's actually normal for five-year-olds hard to explode. I'm like, no, it's not. Stop lying to me. Because every time they get caught in a lie, they tell you, "Uh, actually, it's normal that it's not working. Actually, it's normal that we're listen. We're gonna need fifteen shots, and at least the the thing I will say is there are some positive things coming up because there's some people that I talked to that. There's a lot of positive. Yeah, there's people uh, people that I talked to didn't want to take the the shots, but you know what they said? You know what? I'll take two. That's fine. But then you ask them, you go, "You gonna take the booster?" Like, I'm not. They go, "I'm done. I'm done. I'm not gonna keep playing this game. I, I want off of the carnival, right?" Like. I went off of this Ferris wheel. I'm finished today. Amtrak had to take away their vaccine thing because the employee said, "We're not doing it. You'll shut down the service. We're not doing it." And Amtrak goes, "Okay, fine. We're not going to do it." Wow,
0: Amtrak did Amtrak. it. That's Biden's yeah. ultimate betrayal. <laughs> he must yeah. just—that must be the biggest stab in <laughs> really Oh my place. God! Not Amtrak. I lost Amtrak. There's no way. <laughs>
1: no one's left trains more than me. God damn it.
2: This joke. is such a this is <laughs> such a joke on humanity and the whole country and the world. You know, I'm not I'm not into politics, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you what, if I said to you guys right now, like, hey guys, I moved to Florida and I could tell you this. You know, this hurricane season, the next one that comes up, I know what the best preventative to do for hurricanes. It's to get vaccinated. <laughs> 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 I saw
0: them say that.
2: Biden said I that. Know. The
1: leader of the free you can't world. Te-
2: you can't tell me people in Japan were going, oh, 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 in order to prevent hurricanes, you get vaccinated. Oh, ha, 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 ha. what is going on in America? They're the laughing whole at us. The world. It, it, Who looks at that and go, is this really happening? And then, again, the way they tool everyone is people go, you know, it's not right, disrespectful to say something about him because he's not healthy. Exactly. <laughs>
0: You know, it's like if I if I it's walked weird. If I walked in a it's room weird. and I put a gun to both of your heads and I said, Look, I'm taking away all of your freedom. You're not allowed to leave this room until you both get vaccinated and you look at me and say no. And then Jim Brewer turns to you and goes, Hey, why are you messing with my freedoms? <laughs> it's like, No, the guy that walked in the room with a gun to your head is the one that's fucking that's with your point. freedoms. And they're, making- and, and they're making you turn on the guy. It's like, Hey, dude, if you just listen to him, he'll let us out of here. Like, hey, you know, maybe if, uh, you know, maybe he won't rape us, he'll just make us blow him if if we give him, <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're like, Either way, just no, I'm not doing it. And it's the craziest, this has been the craziest. Uh, Stanford experiment level shit I've ever seen. Yeah, and it's yeah, and I mean, evil isn't the wrong word to call it. At some point, being a greedy asshole crosses into the evil realm. Like, there's a certain is point evil. where you take it a little it's- too far. Like, there's nothing wrong with you know wanting a little extra, and there's nothing wrong with being a bit unsatisfied and wanting more. That's how we got to space and built cathedrals and shit. But it's when you start going like no. I want everyone in this town is required to suck my dick once a day and you go well now you're now you're just power mad now you're just forcing everyone to do this humiliation ritual and they're even doing it with the politi- like the politicians themselves are so wholly owned by you know oligarchs and 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 you know shadow power players and stuff that you had the the mayor of New York City dressing up in Nets jerseys, eating oh french God, fries, right. spinning plates on fucking sticks, and, and like Lori Lightfoot coming out with the census cowboy. And it's like, you can tell the people in power also love humiliating... The middle management that we think is in power, which is why they kind of make them go on TV and look like assholes, because they're all they're all in their fucking you know marble and Brazilian rosewood offices in Europe, laughing at these people and going like, "We got him to dress up in a fucking nets jersey and he's eating cold Shake Shack fries that have been sitting on his desk for an hour." This is hilarious. This is hilarious.
2: <laughs> they love it. That's when I knew like this is. This is just such a joke on all society, and the ones that don't see it, it's 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 alarming. Mm-hmm. It's sad. It's, uh, it's a little sad. And the it's worst part is sad.
0: they're the ones that will. Like for instance, you've been very outspoken about your beliefs. If if Jim Brewer catches fucking COVID tomorrow and dies, there oh, will be vi- there oh. will be parades and victory they're celebrations have, from yeah. the left. Yeah, but gonna, meanwhile, yeah. when somebody. And you can ask, we've covered it on our show so many times where somebody got a side effect from the vax. Kids we're mostly. Not, we're not taking joy in that. I'm not doing yeah. a victory. Like, like if you t- if you made your own informed decision to get a vaccine, hey, man, I, I've never once started fighting with somebody. I'm like, hey, man, I get it. You want to travel? You got a job. You got a family to support. I'm not going to tell you not to get the vax. And if you had adverse reactions or died, I wouldn't be going, ha, ha, fucking vax loser. I'd be like... Oh, Jesus, oh. he died.
2: That's that's horrible, man. Like that's because that's what a human being does. A human being <laughs> well, has here. empathy. It comes, it always comes down to fear. I have a friend, um, older guy, and this started a couple years ago. And he said, You get your flu shot. And I said, No, I've never gotten a shot in my life. And he said, Well, that's stupid. You should start getting a flu shot. Okay. And I went, so, you know, I started getting fired up and I said, "What do you what do you I'm stupid because I I won't get a flu shot." Yeah, I mean, you know, I had the flu and you don't want it." I said, "Yeah, you had it because I see the way you it's what you got it, wherever you got it. People get sick. Every September is another flu and fever every holiday. Flu's and fevers." I go, "So then We kept, you know, then it turned into, even back then, this whole vax, anti-vax, was already established a long time ago and would amp up. You guys all forget, they already, remember measles, measles, two Mm -hmm. years ago, all of a sudden the measles are back. Wow, who would have thought, back from the dead, here come the measles. Get your measles shot. We'd have people going, coming in going, you haven't got your measles shot? I said, I'm not getting a stupid measles. Oh, God, you're... It's the same thing to sit here. And I told him, he goes, uh, I can't believe you're, uh, not vaccinated. I went, well, let me ask you something. So if you're vaccinated, okay. So if I take medicine, it doesn't work unless you take the medicine, even though you're not sick and I'm not sick. Do you, how did you destroy common sense and humanity? How did you take that little piece out of the brain? that makes no sense whatsoever. Here, you're shot. Boom, you're safe. Well, not unless everyone else gets it. What? It,
0: I'm it con- really? What? I'm just confused. He keeps using this word uh, flu, he keeps saying. I don't, oh, we yeah. don't, there, you, I don't you, know what that is. There's no such thing as a flu. You mean There's the, no thing, you, you thing, you mean the thing that disappeared last year? <laughs> Look at the numbers, the flu doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's well, everything's COVID now. Everything <laughs> it's it's a miracle. Soon. The flu actually doesn't exist anymore, which is awesome.
1: It's true, though. And and the thing is, like, that's the other problem is, you know, if you would have told me, I I would say, like, 10 years ago that this would happen, i go, bro, look, people aren't that stupid. People aren't that dumb. But now, like, the shocking part to me isn't that the government did shady things because they always do shady things, right? The shocking part to me is how many people immediately just said yes master Ooh. yes you're right you are right i can't go to a dave matthews concert if i don't have three shots well, thank that god. makes total sense <laughs> thank god i'd rather get COVID.
0: <laughs> 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 that's just mean
1: <laughs>
0: and not just the government But how much we bowed to Big Pharma, who I thought we hated like a year ago. I know! Right? Like, didn't we all hate the pharmaceutical companies two years ago? Weren't they like evil, fucking money-grubbing, price-gouging scumbags? And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, no, you guys are all heroes.
2: All right, I'll take whatever experiment. No, no, no. This This is a drug lord battle. It's been going on since the beginning of time. The only difference is they're so powerful. They've taken over the entire world. And their drugs are legalized so you know they figured it out we're not going to sell them on the streets we're going to send our our gangs to med school and then we're going to take over the med schools and we're going to train over there and then we're going to put all the doctors in one and then you can't question anything because it all comes from the guys now we own it all and control it all mm-hmm. oh wow super so, make sure you keep wearing the, the lab coats everyone believes you but that is, this has been going on. They started drugging your kids when they gave you ADH pills. ADH, mm-hmm. your child has a condition. I've never seen so many conditions in my life over the last 15, 20 years. It's, um, but listen, at the end of the day, um, we can talk about it all we want. Um, it doesn't bring out any positivity. And I keep telling everyone, well, now what? Do you keep moving along? Well, you got to figure out the now what. Because talking about it, too, is for me starting to get boring. It's like, all right, Mm -hmm. I get it. We know they suck. All right, we know we're being taken over. All right, we get it. This is all a joke. What are we doing now? This guy's talking about avoiding hurricanes uh, (laughs) by getting a shot. It's clear as day, except for the robots who can't see because they're just too in the matrix. It's not their fault. Now what? That's that's what I'm waiting to hear. Well, my my the, the what I we,
1: we always say on our show is is like when this stuff happens, control what you can control, right? Like you can yes. control your family, you could control what you do day to day, you could control whether you're going to go along with it, you could control. Look, if, if, if I'm very simple, right? Like if there's a place that's going to tell me you have to get vaccinated to go, I'll be like, look, I've not been welcome at parties before. That's fine. I don't need to go. I'm fine. You know. Trust me I'm not losing I'm not losing out cuz I don't get to see 7 dust you know like I I <laughs> but, so, but but my point is like that's what I tell people it's like take care of what you can take care of, right? What can you do? You know, find places that you live around people that are like that are that are like you mentally, right? Like Florida's a great place, right? Where you can be there's every single race and everybody lives here. And the one thing that we've all gotten along and we've all agreed with is like look, we might disagree politically and this and that, but the one thing as Floridians we agree with, leave us the fuck alone. And that's
2: it. If you leave me alone. Well, you came out with something really that we used to talk about all the time is you can only control your own destiny. Right. That's it. And and your little circle. But what's what you have to avoid if you turn off all media, so many of the world's problems will end immediately. And what I mean by sure. that, you know, years ago I would do a radio show and and people are like, do you see what's going on and uh you know, on the other side of the world like, no, dude, we got it. I'm like. What are you going to do? This is just another way to get you freaked out. We're getting to the boogeyman. What are you going to do? And I would say, well, what are you going to do if we go to war? Uh, what are you going to do? What are we going to do? Yeah. Like, I'm 38. I mean, I'm not going to do
0: anything. They're not going to draft call-
2: me. me. Call- call me when they're on my front porch. (laughs) But in the meantime, my father's dropping a deuce in his pants. I got two kids. This one's got to go to ballet. This one's (laughs) got to go to um, horseback riding. My wife is sick, so she's over there. Like, I don't care what's going on in Iran. I don't care what happened in Minnesota and there's riots because everyone else is all jazzed up from an eight-minute edited film and propaganda making people kill each other. I got things to do right here that are way more important in life than getting caught in the world. It's like control your world. Don't try to control the world. And that's the minute people figure that out, we're going to be just fine. Breaking off into little 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 villages, little packs, little whatever, and we and, and just kind of. Fenter off. You got to turn off those damn screens.
1: So you're saying you don't want people to bother you unless you have a red dawn situation, unless unless they're parachuting in. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's fair. You're right. You want you want to
2: see. What are we supposed to do? Oh, we might have nuclear war. Okay, well, none of us going to survive, so why are we getting hopped up over it? <laughs> yeah, it. Good point. What do you want me
0: to do about it? Unless I see Patrick Swayze in a Letterman jacket outside my house with an AR-15, I'm good to go. <laughs> I'll relax.
2: <you> know? <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, that's that's the way the BS news, and that's how they try to grab you. They just nonstop, Oh, well, you better watch out for Korea, or you better watch out for the Middle East, or you better watch out for... Like, no, You're i got to right. watch out for this animal that i have in my house that, that that's starting to eat brand new furniture i have it doesn't appeal me <laughs> Stop. Like, Stop getting involved with those st- unnecessary things in life.
1: Well, that's the thing. I think it's because I think you're right about like social media. It's like everybody feels now their opinion is important. It's, it's super important. What happens? Oh, oh, good. What Phil from Boise has to say is going to change our international policy. Like, it's not, you know? It's not going to do any of that.
2: Oh, Go ahead. Science is cool when it's treating his wife, but clearly not when it's taking care of the safety of his fans. <laughs> What a yo-yo, just with her big fingers going. I can't wait to give up my educated opinion. Oh, my God. People don't even realize how lunacy
0: they look. By the way, I don't appreciate the fact that you looked at me when he said I have an animal in my house eating all my new furniture. <laughs> he has a new cat, and it's been not. It's been a. It's been a. It's been a process.
1: He adopted a cat, and now he found out that the cat has feline HIV. Yeah, FIV.
0: Yeah, I took in a street cat that was living like basically by a dumpster at a Circle yeah. K because he was so nice. He's such a sweet guy, and he was like out there, yeah. and I don't know. People were like, "Yeah, he got abandoned." I'm like, oh, he's my new buddy," but now it's. Now he's gotten too comfortable, a little bit too familiar in there, now it's starting to dive bomb onto my fucking, <laughs> on my knickknacks and fucking scratch things and just destroy it. And I'm like, I guess this is just my life now. It's <laughs> my life.
1: Um, so, yeah, let's, let's, t- actually, about, yeah, I was going to ask I'm about, talk about the, something else.
0: I wanted to ask about the show, yeah. um, because you are launching a show now, I guess you're doing something on Patreon? Yes. So, so yeah,
2: I wanted to hear about this. So the patreon is I'm really glad I did this. I'm not lying. Um, I've, been dying to, <laughs> I've been yeah I've been dying to do a lot of things and what now I won't say I'm forced, but now it's given me the kick and the push to do it. So I've been dying to do all different types of podcasts. I just didn't know how or, or is it just this subject or that subject or this subject? And then I figured out, eh, it's just segments or whatever. So the way Patreon started was I was doing a comedy special. It was coming out a platform. I said I don't want to play places where people get vaxxed. The platform called me and they said, ah, oh, dude, we, we can't host this special anymore because there's some big boys we're invested with. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. Where should I go? Oh, what about this company? Mm, They're owned by the same type of people. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, where should I go? And then finally uh, came up, you know, some people said, um, why don't we do Patreon? And I'm not going to lie. At first I went, the only reason is I know myself. I'm a 54 year old guy going Patreon to see monthly. I'm like, I'm not paying monthly. I'm out. I'm never going to be able to get this off my bill. I'm never going to, it's just going to keep going. It's going to be a year from now going, why am I still paying for this? Um, but what it did do is you had to join it to see my comedy special. And then I took it as the opportunity. Well, oh, well, now I could do, start these podcasts that I've been dying to do forever. And maybe that'll be of interest to them. And I can show every single side of me. And that is what it turned into. Mm. It's turned into interviews like this. I take I take Patreon listeners. They do the um, they do the podcast, um, and then I have the Brunaverse, which is just me, and I'll have guests, and we and one week it's um, me talking about a heavy thing that's happened in life, a spirituality thing, and then the next week it's full-blown conspiracy and i'm not saying i believe it but i'd like to present to you and i'm just i mean it's a little weird you tell me it's up to you and i have i have different people chiming in on it and um and so that is that and now i'm gonna do live concerts so yeah i'm I'm looking forward right now right now i'm in tampa and tomorrow night i'm gonna stream it live on patreon so once a month I'm going to be streaming live. And so, so I had a Patreon member said, dude, I love being on here because I said, you don't think it's too much? He goes, dude, for 15 bucks, I get a concert once a month. I get to listen to all the podcast. You always say, hey, you go see a regular show, it's costing me 25, 50, 100 dollars. I'm doing, I get to watch you as well. I'm like, all right, I get it. You're hopped up. That's awesome. And it's allowed me to be way, way more creative and it's making me extremely creative. And I've really found a, a comfort zone on on Patreon. I really have. I love it.
1: It's cool yeah I mean we, we use it too and it's it, it actually really
2: it's a cool way
1: to to really connect with people that like what you do and support what you do. you know like we we do five shows a week, but one of them is, is patreon only, right? Yeah, I know. It's a lot. Yeah. Man. It's too many. Yeah,
0: we're it's a full lot, time. Man. i give we're you a, full lot time, credit, baby. a lot of content. It's a lot of content. And we actually do uh, our own solo shows five oh, days a week. Oh, also that. So we do two shows a day each, five days a week. Yeah. I do it Oh, ten, my
2: God. He does 10 a.m.
0: I do 10 p.m., and then we do it together four to six. So it's wild. But we had to get used to Patreon, too, because we come from a. a we're, we're showing our age here a bit, but we're a little older, too. So we weren't around for the whole. Subscriber based sort of things, and we were uncomfortable There's a lot of people be like, "What am I just going to beg people for money?" But right, but it's the, awkward. But, it's awkward. But the but the industry is changing. It's evolving, and and it's it's there are mass amounts of people who are already conditioned to send in a super chat, already want to sign up on Patreon. They've already got four guys that they support on Patreon. So it's it's not about like our perspective of it. It's the the, the younger right. people. Shit's changing so shit that we wouldn't have thought we would do 10 years ago it's like look at look at Come Town, look at dick masterson look at who are these podcasts there are some like some dudes that are really killing it on patreon cuz they do a good show yeah. they do a consistent right. show so it's and it's especially when you do like uh, like he said we do four free shows a week Shh, so you don't wow. have to fucking sign up for patreon to catch our show but once a week we have our little you know we have our little get together for the boys you know for the Right. boys will a right. couple of bucks, and then we maybe get a little spicier, and we get a little wilder, and we have some, but that's all. I mean, so it, <laughs> yeah, it's, right, right, it, right. It, it's it you become comfortable in it when people, you know, because you'll have detractors that are like, oh, really? You're ask for money on Patreon? You got enough money? And it's like, yeah, but you get for a show. You don't have to give me any money, dude. Just, hey, man, just come in the chat, say hi once in a while. You don't owe us a dime. Right. But other people right. do go, yo, I, I do watch you for free four days a week. Look, here's five yeah, bucks that's a five. month. Who cares, man? Well, it's, you know? a, it's, it's what's happening.
1: Now, people don't really pay for cable anymore, right? You get, like, yeah, the subscription cable. service that you want. Like, right? oh, I want this because HBO Max has Sopranos, so I want that. And and that's, what, that's basically what this is. It's like instead of having to sit there and watch a channel all day hoping your show comes on, you could right. go, oh, cool, these are the people that I like. I'm gonna get exactly what I like, and without any of the filler. And I mean, it's it's really it's a good model, and without having to take a commercial every ten yeah. minutes, like on regular radio, you know. It's
0: like now, now I can fucking <laughs> listen to like what is essentially like what Jim Brewer on the old Sirius, but I don't have to I just cut out the middleman. Right. I just give him yeah, the fuck, true. give him give him <laughs> right. the tenor instead of fucking, you know what I mean? Like that's whatever, good. dude. <laughs> it
2: Sirius or whoever, and that, that's, that was a great show, by the way.
0: You did a great I, show on there, man. Show. You you that are was... a phenomenal. You are one of the like. You are a really good storyteller because you you you're funny, but man, you 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 can venture into some pretty kind of sad, kind of deep, kind of dark shit, and you kind of navigate it in a way where you're not like fucking bumming everybody out like you can get you know what i mean like you can get serious and deep but by the end you're not like jesus i'm fucking sorry i listened to that like you still manage to make these like sad moments funny and like dude the the fucking old pizza man stories and all that shit dude i man i love that stuff man like you just like you start telling a story like nowadays we're all visual we want to watch video we want to and it's like i can still listen to like some jim burr stuff where you can just close your eyes and be like Damn, dude. He's painting a, a goddamn picture. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you really well, do feel what, like
2: you're there. I, that's how I felt on Opie and Anthony. You painted a picture mm. and they would tell these stories. And even when I wasn't on them, I would listen to that. You know, Anthony's dying to be dirty, but he can't say the word. So he'd he start painting picture. It was just so funny because you get your own visual. Mm. And I I love doing that. I love painting that picture. And other people's minds thank you uh for and, your kind compliments bro, but yeah uh, i loved i loved that show that was a lot of fun obviously if anyone should have a podcast it's
1: you man i mean you you mean you you are i've got it i was watching you i think you were on theo vaughn and you were telling a oh, norm, that was great were, yes were, that was great you were telling a norm. Theo's great too you, yeah theo rules yeah he is you were telling a norm story and i was in fucking stitches dude i mean you were talking Which one? you were t- telling the norm story about like your first year on snl and uh they told you, you now make sure that you know that they were asked they were asking you oh do you watch oh you're you a fan of snl and you were like, it's a press conference yeah press conference <laughs> that's what it
2: was it was our first press conference and uh, dude
1: that was and we so we were all,
2: hilarious yeah we were all nervous and uh we, we're all lined up and it was the first time i was like whoa this is there's a lot of media here and some people were live and and they're like norm uh they said they said to norm like norm uh what kind of practical jokes you got lined up for the new cast? And <laughs> and after prepping us for like an hour how to think what you're gonna say and you know, you're gonna see this. St- he goes, What kind of what did you say we kind of practical jokes? Is that what you ask? <laughs> Yeah, we're getting prison rape. We're gonna <laughs> prison rape the new cast. Yeah. You want to be in sketches? Oh my god. And just I was like, I can't believe he just got away with saying that. Like this guy is talking about. He just he was we were playing um he he, he loved betting and he loved competing. And there was one night where um you know, he doesn't realize I'm from the st- from from Long Island and where we were on the street all the time. We handled everything on the street. And so um, we were playing football in the hallway with a Nerf football. <laughs> it was very serious, about three thirty in the morning. And it was me and Colin Quinn versus Norm and some young intern. And Norm kept grabbing me and, and really just it, it, cheating like crazy. And one point I got so pissed at him that. Um, he he intercepted a ball because he was holding my arms. So when I when he caught it, started running. I had work boots on. I kicked him so hard in his calf, so hard with all the vicious Long Island street kid in me. And I will say that's maybe one of the hardest I've ever laughed in my whole life because he he went down. He went ah. Ah Jesus Christ! Brewer kicked me in a goddamn cap. I said, Well, don't cheat, dick. Well, you don't know, fucking kick people. So you don't hold people when they're trying to catch the ball. Oh my god, Brewer. Are you're you crazy. Well, don't be a dick. Are we playing or are we cheating? Are we it was such it was such a just so childish.
1: It's something weird about guys, dude. We have this thing in our brain when we get super competitive, just super. Competitive.
0: Do you know how angry and jealous I am at this fucking intern that has a story about playing three AM football in a hallway with Norm MacDonald, Jim Brewer, and Colin, <laughs> like three giants? <laughs> and, and you're and like, like no. nah, and me, uh, they needed a fourth guy. You're like, Jesus, that's a great story. <laughs> Nobody believes them. They're like, shut up, Jerry. You're full of shit, dude. <laughs> oh, I swear to God, yeah.
2: Show me a picture, dickhead. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Fuck, <dude. laughs> oh my god yeah were, um, i wish there was more stuff like that film because there's way more funny stories Dead. of uh just norm behind the scenes that guy He's a was maniac. a giant was man a,
0: and Martin we used to a play legend. a
2: lot of his clips and like
0: we 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 always have had a very big norm sort of like you know like we would always play clips or a sound drops because we love norm that was a Fucking rough one, dude. And it just came out of nowhere when he passed because it's like, Mm -hmm. fuck. That was like a Patrice level one where you're like, that guy has, has," when you're talking about like just the mileage you get out of somebody who's made you laugh over this, that guy is fucking, he has made me almost burst my pancreas a couple times in life, man.
2: And he's a very, he's an acquired taste. Oh, yeah. Um, He's definitely above the room and then when you realize when you tapped into norm's humor you really there's absolutely i don't know any i try to compare him you can't compare him to anyone and that's what made him so funny and amazing i mean he had his dark moments and he had all that stuff but he always had an underlying stinging view that only he could put out there the way he can put it out. No one and no one could ever touch him. I remember just me, him, and Daryl Hammond. And just and you couldn't tell if he was trying to be funny. He was just funny. We went to a steak and shake after a show. And he's like, oh, yeah, you. Like, you guys hungry? Yeah, yeah. steak and shake, right? And so <laughs> we go in there and um the guys like, yeah, we're we're at it we're out of shakes. And he goes, what? What do you mean you're out of shakes? And he, he walks, he goes, this is, this is steak and then a shake. Right? I mean, that's, that's the name of it. It's not like steak and we don't have a shake. It's like steak and <laughs> a shake. And then he goes, goes outside in the parking lot. And you can hear him outside going, steak side. and a shake time." <laughs> steak, Hey, shake? what do you mean I have a fucking shake? I'm I have a fucking shake? Turn the fucking light out. And then he then he goes inside. He goes, what does you have? Do you have milk? Goes, yeah. <laughs> do you have ice cream? Because, yeah, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. okay. so the, sh- the shaker ain't working. The shaker ain't working? Jesus, it's shaking. <laughs> God damn, man. Me, me, and, me and Beryl Hammond, which is, you know, it's two in the morning, which ah, is so damn funny. On that same trip, he got kicked out of the state of Iowa. It was such a funny, the funny entire moment. entire state of Iowa, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, we were playing at the University of Iowa, mm-hmm. and, he, and they said, listen, no cursing, um, don't touch on uh, homosexuality, don't touch on religion. And you know, there's a lot of kids out there, students, and they brought their families. Oh, okay, yeah, we're in Sunny Love, I get it. Dow goes up, does 20, clean, funny. I go up, do 20, and I think I do great. Norm goes up like he's like he, like he just woke up and he goes, eh, Where where the fuck we at? <laughs> fucking Isla? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then he goes right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. Let me ask them. If you're gay, you <laughs> should have no problem if you are. I mean, if you're gay, that's your choice, you know. But if you're gay, would you rather be the ass guy <laughs> or the dick guy? Because Christ. I mean, think about it. If you're the ass guy, you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> testicles are on my testicles and they're just kind of touching and Kinda hurts and he's touching my spleen and like, oh my God, this is painful. But if you're the dick guy and people are just grabbing their families and heading up the aisles. (laughs) The, the more he got it, I mean, me and Barrel is just going, Oh, I can't believe what I'm witnessing. And the next day, they were like, Norm Donald's been kicked out of the state by the governor, never to return. And, um, and he was on Letterman the next day talking about it. It was the funniest thing I ever seen in my life, knowing that I watched that whole thing go down. Dude,
0: I think there was something admirable about the fact that he, like, he, he had no respect for any of those institutions. Like, that's not to say that he was always disrespectful. He wasn't necessarily dripping with disrespect, but he had no like, there was just a certain level of like, yeah, you don't have any power over me. Like, I'll do the gig, whatever. Like, this isn't going to make or break me, dude. I'm still going to go home and enjoy right. my life with my fucking friends and, and, you know, be happy. Like, there's something to be said about, like, he was like that. I think Patrice O'Neal was like that. There's something to be said about certain people that just kind of go, you don't need to. Like, what you're going through now where you're just kind of like, I'll do the shows I can do and, you know, I got fans and they love me and we'll meet up and we'll do stuff, but I'm not, you're not making me go through a whole fucking, you know, you're not gonna grind me up and make sausage out of me just so I could, just so I could go get on fucking Colbert for, for five minutes, which is a fucking oh, dead God. show and not funny anyway. Oh. So, like, who cares? Oh, like, we were saying that recently on our show about how, like, oh, there God. was a time 10, 15 years ago where he and I both would have fucking probably sucked the devil's dick to get on TV and get some fucking state, to get some time on the spot. And then, but it's they, it's turned into such a thing where now you look at it and we're doing all right for ourselves and you go, I don't think I'd go on one of those TV shows if they offered now. We'd be like, what's the point? Yeah, fuck, fuck them. Like they, you're not even pulling the numbers that internet people well, on YouTube are they're now. Thre- they're threatened. They're
1: threatened by Rogan. That's why they're making fun of Rogan now too because Rogan is his numbers are just annihilating all of them and they don't understand that maybe the reason you're not funny is this used to be a late night comedy show and now you're lecturing me every night.
0: Yeah.
2: It's a show, every you know? night. show business is Every night. Yeah. Because they are paid by their Lord masters. That's exactly what it comes down to. And everyone can try to debate it and argue and say that's funny. They are. And part of them believe it, but part of them also know they are into something that's, uh, they know. A lot of them know exactly what they're doing and they have sold their souls and they know they sold their souls and they know they're committed to that soul because that's hard to give up, man. It, it is hard to give up your spot on that magazine. It's hard to give up that commercial. Say, don't forget tonight. You get to see the big, this guy again. That is a hard, it's hard to show up at a restaurant without the hostess. calling. Oh, we're packed, but not for you, Mr. Mm. Mr. Celebrity. Mrs. Mrs. Important. Mm. That is, that's a hard thing to give up. But, um,
1: I can't. I can't imagine selling my soul to do carpool karaoke. It doesn't. Seems like a terrible payoff. You know, <laughs> it's just that's me. Or to be in the new cats. Like no thanks. I'm fine. I'm all right. Jim, no, I know we this had. Is, an, I know we had an hour, man. I feel bad because I know you yeah. have to go. You have to go up here in a little.
2: No, no. Well, what I was going to say was, the platform like the two of you, Rogan has been doing this a long time. Oh yeah. Um. You know, even Mark Marin making his mark and you know, I used to, I couldn't stand Mark. A lot of us couldn't stand Mark because he was an asshole, but he came back and his stick was, I used to be an asshole and I'm going to say, blah, 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 blah. And I, and I have to say, I felt so happy for him because he found his voice. He found his niche and that's where he belonged forever. And boy, did he shine. And he was amazing to listen to. Rogan is incredible to listen to. And you could attack these people all you want. But unfortunately, what has happened is there's a billion little baby Rogans growing right now. There's a baby Mark Maron's growing all over the world, not just the country. They're spouting up all over the place. Once the truth is out, it is. We, the people are waking up, noticing how fake the real television is. How corny oh, yeah. it's being exposed. How how edited and just well placed corny. Tracy Morgan used to make me laugh so hard. I'm not going to say who he used to say about it, but he would say, "I would say." Hey, man, what's so-and-so like? And he go, he bubblegum.
0: <laughs> I said, wait, he
2: he, he, say, he say, he bazooka Joe. He bazooka Joe with the joke, you know, he bubblegum, Jim. <laughs> Tracy Morgan was um, off the screen and off the stage to this day, I think, the funniest comedian and person. That I've ever been to presence. So I've never laughed so hard with someone with their own wit the way he does, man. He and, was uh, so. And that's anyway, high. And that's up
1: all over. yeah. And that's high praise because you've been around a lot of people. You know, I mean, uh, I, I love Tracy Morgan. I think he's one of the, he is
2: one of the funniest people. Oh yeah, of course, uh, man. When he's raw, oh, when yeah. he's raw. I don't think there's anyone funny. And but when they try, you got to c- roll. Oh yeah yeah, roll. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, man. Man. Hey
1: man, thank you so much. We really and if you ever in it. Orlando,
0: uh, let us know. We'll, we'll treat you to Gator Bites, and we'll go shooting machine guns. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I'll, I'll take you on up us, not, bro. Thank you so much. Would,
0: What's the Patreon? What's the? How do we find it? Let's somebody
2: uh, had to say it. Now the the podcast is also there. Is these podcasts, and then there is the Brunaverse. The Bruniverse. The Bruniverse. which okay. podcast first, visual and all that. And then it'll end up on YouTube and all that. But uh thank Bruniverse, you. so much. Get everything. I'm thank gonna put so I'm gonna put guys on, man. thank this you, man. Amazing. I
1: really appreciate it, man. Go go Bye. break a leg. <laughs> Take it easy, buddy.
0: That was great. That's break.
1: awesome.